It's funny, you know, we were talking about how, how odds can drop before the post and it's like there, there's all different kind of ways you can you can like win and still kind of feel like you lost. <laughs> this was the biggest one. The odds drops in horse racing, this is nothing compared to having every single bet tied to modern games at the Breeders' Cup and losing like I did. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had to buy some racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exact uh, there's only one site that you'll keep coming back to So next time that the horses all line up at the post Make sure you use the website that'll win you the most Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream Parks, and Matoga And all tracks in between, there's only one site to go to When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets Plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs RacingDudes.com for all of your leads RacingDudes.com for all of your bets RacingDudes.com as good as it gets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs, racingdudes.com. For all of your leads, racingdudes.com. For all of your bets, racingdudes.com. As good as it gets. What is up, I'm Gary Wallgees. Aaron Hoffman, it is Thursday, September 15th, and this is Blinkers Off. What's up, dude? What's going on, man? Yeah, it's uh, it's it was kind of a, a, a relaxed weekend uh, with Del Mar last week ending, and now, man, it seems like we've got six races everywhere coming at us this week. Dude, when I was coming up with the kind of the the format and the flow of the show last night, I was just, it was like, all right, so this one, okay, no, this one, okay, how should we do this? This is, you know, we have we have a Breeders' Cup, we have uh, <clears throat> we have Breeders' Cup Challenge races, we have Kentucky Derby, that's right, Kentucky Derby Prep Race, the, the Iroquois kicks off. You have Oaks Prep Race, and maybe the biggest of them all, Belmont at the Big A, baby. It's all we're talking. That's <laughs> what all we're talking about. Uh, no, but really, Belmont of the Big A. That's really what it's called. We'll talk about that a little bit. But yeah, it's a huge weekend. When you th- when you hear the phrase "the Big A," what do you think of? You know what I think of. <laughs> I'm just wondering. You know what I you know what I think of. Uh, okay, it's a, okay. It, it's the dumbest name of all time. And and I was talking to Magic about this last night. It's like. We're not stupid. We all know it's Aqueduct. Okay, one, two. Whenever you, it literally shows up on all the feeds on your betting platforms, everything you're using, it's going to show up as Belmont of the Big A. So just so you know, and I, it took me a second even. I was like, "What the hell is BAQ?" I was like, "What is that?" Oh no, that's Belmont at Aqueduct. That's what it is. Like I, I saw this. It, I was like, "What is that?" They literally just think we like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put lipstick all over this man and it's gonna no one's gonna know it's Belmont or it's not Belmont. Well, I tell you why they did it. It, it. Back when Calder was purchased by Gulfstream Park, they kept calling it Calder for the first year, and oh, yeah. then they called Gulf it Gulfstream Park West, and everybody bet a ton more money into it because it had the Gulfstream Park name. Honestly, I think that's why they did it. I, I think if they, they felt like we're going to call it Aqueduct, 
shit, we're not playing Aqueduct, just what people <laughs> would think. So yeah. I think that's why they did it. <laughs> yeah, no one wants to do that shit if it's Aqueduct. But if it's Belmont, I mean, they even have the logos green. It looks, if you look at it, it looks like Belmont. Belmont's big. There's no, you know, there's no Aqueduct in it, right? You know, nope. it's just big A. <laughs> So they, they made sure to leave the aqueduct part out. It's just Belmont at the big A. It's, so it's, yeah, it's, it, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. Like, at least it's not aqueduct in, you know, January. Cause that's the worst, but no, yeah, you know, this, won't, mean, this really won't be that bad. I don't think. Aqueduct gets such a negative thought, but the thing about it is when it's not the middle of the winter, it's actually a fine track. They've got a turf course. It's a nice course and uh, they're running turf races. You know, they'll run turf races all the way until, uh, you know, December basically. So yeah, it's a really, actually, it's a very nice track uh, and it's, it's fun uh, this time of year for sure. And like I said, we're getting hit a little bit early. Usually we're at Belmont right now, but uh, it's not that bad. Yeah, there, Charles. It's really not. Mm, especially I mean, now, you know, when it's not, it's early in the meet or, you know, it's it's, it's like, so they're not, the, the turf course is perfect, you know? It, it looks great. Yeah, it looks fantastic. So I think everything will be just fine. I think I think everybody's really going to enjoy this meet, uh, honestly. So, yeah, I think, and yeah, the jump racing, uh, both the big favorites lost to start off the jump races today and, now we get into the flat races. We're six minutes away as we sit here and talk. So uh, eight regular races on tap today, and I I think everybody will have fun. I'm I'm having fun watching it so far. So it is what it is. Uh, there's no uh, Rodney. There's not the field's not set. Well, that's next weekend, so we don't know. And really, it's it I, it, it doesn't it seem like uh, it's totally up. That race is totally up in the air still with so many contenders. Well, only really the ones we know: Taba, um, Simplification. You know, best actor. Those are the probables. Taba for sure is like the really the only horse we've known for quite some time that's going to point to the Pennsylvania Derby. Past that, you know, the list is you know there's a ton of you know horses that you know Rich Strike. I don't think he's going to, but you know Zandon and Cyberknife and Creative Minister has been talked about. I've seen that talk about him. Tawny Port I've seen possible for for that race. So it's it's really all over the place on possibles. But yeah, the, Taba only seems like, and I think you and I can both agree whether you like him or not, he'll be a very short price in that race considering uh-huh. that fact. He's got to be. Yeah. I, I depends on who enters, but yeah, he's going to be less than even money for sure in that spot. Uh, and even if you think, you know, Cyberknife was a little better than him. Well, Cyberknife did go back to run second in the Travers, which kind of holds up that table for him. So yeah, that race, that seems like he's got him over a barrel in, in, in that one for sure. Doesn't seem like the big big time players are going to be pointing for that one, and can't really blame them. Uh, you know, it's 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 kind of Breeders' Cup time now. Everybody's kind of gearing up towards that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if we get any also rants out of the Travers. Uh, you know, other it, well, the, anybody really. Uh, we know the winner's not going, but will some of those other ones decide? Yeah, we'll show up there. It is a million dollar race, so uh, it, it's going to be fun. It'll be it's always a pretty fun uh, weekend uh, up at the parks and. They have a great card. They, you know, the cotillions on the card. They've got other nice stakes races as well. So it'll be a good card. Um, let's see. Dudes, would you be shocked if the Breeders' Cup Dirt Miles stacked this year just because the simple fact they don't want to run against Flatline? No, I think it's likely that that's what it is. I think you're going to have uh, several options in that Dirt Mile that are going to be like, you know what, we're going to, you know, 
especially I think from a three-year-old department, some good three-year-olds that might just bypass that classic and say, you know what, let's, let's, let's go to this race first. And then let's try to, you know, and you know, life is good, obviously probably will be, but if any of these horses that are contenders for the classic quote unquote contenders were to go to the dirt mile, they would be, you know, one to five. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, yeah, a horse like Cyberknife. Let's just throw him out there because we mentioned him a little bit earlier. He's likely for the dirt mile now, right? Like if it was a little bit of softer spot, maybe he would try the classic. But, you know, he can kind of back up. He can run a mile. It's a two-turn mile, and I think that is also an important factor uh, for horses like Cyberknife, you know, to kind of take a shot in there. The problem with that is that race could be kind of stacked too. Um, Cody's Wish could go there, and he's awfully good. Um, if life is good was to say, yeah, I'll just try that route. I don't think he will, but it's not impossible. Um, and then all of a sudden that race is going to be stacked too. And then, and then, uh, Rodney's favorite horse, Jack Christopher, we're not sure if he'll go there or if he will go to the sprint. So if Jack Christopher's in the mile, all of a sudden that becomes, uh, tough as well. So there's a lot of different, um, things that can happen, but yeah, those, those, those minor quote unquote minor races are probably going to be a little more stacked. Uh, if flight line is indeed in the classic jack christopher in that race is i mean that to me seems like a very um a very tough ass to having a horse beat him if they decide to go um the mile route we'll see what, what they do there and you know i don't know like i don't the thing is i think it's confusing michael says about bad not running the turf like it was he was never running the turf so i don't i never understood that rumor of no. why they he thought he was coming to the breeders cup that was never the plan so you lost an easy single. Well, what about the race after? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you'll uh, be able to go all in the turf if flight lines there and it'd be okay. I like, I kind of like the single in the last race personally, but uh, <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's see any final comment. You know, we got big, big show. So we'll, we'll do a couple more questions here on the, on the entry, you know, not a lot to talk about as far as last weekend. I think we, all just were ready for Kentucky Downs to be done yeah. and just get the get the Breeders' Cup Challenge races out of the way. We got hey, we got Red Knight home. That was nice. Um, yeah. Of course, we couldn't pull, couldn't we couldn't string together the pick four, but at least we <laughs> at least we had that race. Um, but no, you're really just trying to survive that weekend. The Kentucky Downs move past Kentucky Downs as far as the Breeders' Cup and what those implications mean. Anything you saw from that meet? And I know I know the answer, but I'll give it out there so people can hear you say it. Anything you saw from that meet that you're taking any note of moving forward? No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Campanelli's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the horses, I, you know, remember them for the next time they run at Kentucky Downs, if they, they got to win over that surface, and, and that's, you know, great, and you can maybe use them and be you know, a little more confident in them next year. But, yeah, I mean, overall, even if a horse freaks, wins by, like, 20 whatever it's like yeah but it's kentucky downs and, and it, it's not a slide on the track it's just it's so different than everywhere else so yeah hey truth exposed like I, you know like you can't you the 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 baseline of that was okay you can't pick gafo so who am i picking now that that's kind of the, that was kind of and and he ran like you would have thought gafo did he ran okay he ran well but he just not good. He should have won that race, right? He, you know, he should have won that race. But uh, yeah, Red Knight was really gutty there at the end of that race, and and uh, just held on. But yeah, if you had Gafo, that was a that was a bad beat. 
Yeah, it, it was. But I mean, if you had Gafoe, you kind of were prepared for a bad beat, right? You're glutton I mean, for punishment a little bit. Yeah. That's yeah, just kind of how it goes. So, um, you know, that's it. Was Gafoe, I gotta read that. Was Gafoe's performance coming off of Kentucky Downs? Is he a serious player in the turf? Will he be your top choice? <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Mm-hmm. No. I, I did yeah. have a question from an emailer that I thought we could go over uh, in the opening here. All right. Uh, he was asking how best to use the power play of the day. Because, of course, the power play at times is a very short-priced uh, horse. And I thought that's a good thing to answer on this show because we talked about it a couple of weeks ago about how you can create value around short short prices. Or actually, if you like a short price and you win, you could make good money in a race if you bet it correctly. So I thought this would be a good thing. So here's the deal. The power play of the day is meant to be the most likely winner Anywhere in this country in horse racing, this is the most likely horse to win on that day. So obviously, at times, uh, you know, you're not going to get a great price. You may not want to bet a win uh, on this horse, but it's pretty simple. So if you go to the website and it's like, okay, here's the power play of the day. This is who they think's the most likely winner in the country. So you take that race and you go to it and you put that horse on top of either an exacta or a trifecta. And then you just pick your second horse or if a trifecta, you pick your third horse and you play it straight. So let's say you like to play exacta boxes for $5, you know, and it's a $15 wager. You play three of them, right? Or or it'd be a $30 wager. Well, instead of playing in a box, take that $30 that you would normally play or whatever the number is and just play it straight. That horse over the horse you think is going to finish second. Right. There's there's a lot of ways to do it. Um, I personally love getting creative. You know, people say, well, you know, like it's so hard to find, you know, get the horse, uh, you know, pick, pick, figure out who the horse is. It's going to finish second. But I mean, that's part of the challenge um, when you, when you have a one to five or whatever it is. Let's, let's take example. Let's just take example, the Travers. That's, that's a race that's kind of, uh, you know, sticks out to me as a horse where we had a short price, right? So you're in the Travers, and let's say, um, you know, Epicenter, I don't what was, was he even money? I think he was even, wasn't he, by the time they went to post? Um, so you look yeah. at it and you go, well, I don't bet even money horses. Okay. So you get the second place horse that's Cyberknife, who is a second choice on the board, and say you like Cyberknife. Well, instead of playing Epicenter just to win, and you get even money. You could play Epicenter with Cyberknife in second straight, and it paid nine to one. Hi. Hi. So, <laughs> so the second horse, you know, it's the top two choices, and it paid nine to one. That's, so that's what I'm saying. Like the power play yesterday won and paid $3, but the exacta paid $26 because a longer price came in. So you could do it that way too if you're like, okay. Here's a short price. I like a couple of long shots. I'll play the short price over these two long shots. And that's how you create value with the favorite. I mean, I, I personally like to do that, but also if I, you know, when we, the, the race after, I can't remember what Del Mar handicap or whatever it was after the flight line race that night, you know, we had the favorite, but it was like, you know, I don't, 
I like the favorite. I think he's probably going to win, but I don't feel totally confident in it. And so I like this other price too. So I'm going to box them. I, I, I said, play these two, box them up or play three of them, box them up. Because if you think he's a little vulnerable, but you still like him to run well, and the and the thing paid, I think it was five, six, seven to one, somewhere in there. You know, mm-hmm. you've got a home because he got beat with the horse that I like, the kind of the bigger priced horse that came in, you know, one. And it really was it's, it's one of those, some of those times you're like, that really wasn't that hard to get to. Yeah. And well, I got five to one on a race where everyone or six to one, like where everyone's like, Oh, I don't know how to do this. How do I play this horse? I don't know how to make money with this horse because this horse is too low, or not, you know, too low of a price. Well, that's how. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because let me get let me bring up Del Mar here and let me get uh, fl- the uh, flight line race um, because that's it's two different things, right? So the tenth race, the flight line race. Everybody's like, I can't. This is a dumb race. I can't play this race. I got a short price here, and I, I'll just skip it. Well. The exacta paid three to one for flight line over country grammar, right? So it's just creating that value. And you have probables on your on your betting apps, or if you're at the track, they have it at the on the on the video board. They have probables where you know what it's going to pay. Like it'll tell you, right? And so right. if you're getting three to one on the two horses that you like the best, and I'm and if you're thinking flight line's a slam dunk, the only one horse that I think is competitive is country grammar. And you look up and you say, well, shit, it is, it's paying three to one. Just play that. Think about, you know, if you, if you, if you have a horse and it's your top choice and the horse is three to one, you're probably going to bet that horse to win. We'll just create that value with the exact. If it's a horse that is just cannot lose like flight line, that's how you do it. You just it put so, another I horse mean, underneath and you It was go never in it. question, you know, that, that exact. That was, it that was easy. Exactly. You had it the whole way around, you know? It, and like you said, the next race, the Del Mar handicap, we both liked masterpiece, but it was not a lock. It was not like, oh, we think it's a lock. Like you said, you liked a couple of prices. So in that case, you can play a box because you have all kinds of prices. I think you had three horses in the box, right? Mm-hmm. But you had you didn't have any. You had like a favorite, and then you had like an eight to one and like a twelve to one or something. Okay, yeah. I mean, you could play it straight if you wanted to. But you could also box that, and you're you're not worried about what the payout's going to be, because you know you've got it covered because you've got prices involved in it. There it is, uh, and what it it paid sixteen to one. Oh, so I, was, I was yeah, I was way off sixteen yeah. to one. Well, um, it paid four or five to one based on your the the money you risked to to on right. The yeah, because I boxed it, but yeah, it, it was I I told I, yes, I think I think I there was a two, the nine, and then I threw. I don't remember what other horse it was in there, but uh, but I my I you know my, I, you I, nine was the top play, but I told it was like yeah you know Gold Phoenix I think is a horse that I like the price on this horse so I'm gonna use this horse in the Exacta, um, and then there's someone else so box those up those three horses and yeah I mean it's yeah I think you know the nine I don't remember what the nine's odds were but he was low I mean it was a too a little bit too short of a price yeah even though I thought he was going to win a little too short to play him on the win side. Mm-hmm. So that's why you tried, I tried to create the value there. Correct. And you, you know, again, we're pointing out spots where it worked out, but Jackie's warrior Cody's wish was one where it didn't work out. 
but it was yeah. also what was that exact pain again that when if jackie was to win that race like three to one or four to one it was, yeah it was like i think it was it may have even been five to one it was yeah. it was it was very very good for yeah. for consider all things considered i think you were right i think it's five to one and, and it was jackie's warrior over cody's wish and yep, so again straight. you look at that you look at that race and everybody's like well this is just a stupid race i don't understand like i hate i hate these races with short prices because i can't do anything with it and really the, it couldn't be further from the truth now again we're pointing out ways where it worked out this one it did not work out but still jackie's warrior over cody's wish and you're getting five to one i'd bet it a hundred times even if i knew the outcome i'd bet it. yeah i know right i know it's actually what people don't understand is that's actually fantastic value on a bet. It yeah. really is. And and so people like to say, oh, you're, you're chalk eaters and stupid and, and don't play the chalk. It's a ridiculous comment because if you know how to bet it correctly, you can create value with any, any kind of horse. Now, look, there might be times if it's a three horse field, well, you're kind of screwed, right? But in most of the time you can create value with your wagers by still using a, a chalky horse. Yeah. And even with, uh, you know, even with that race where you like said, it was like, even though we were wrong, I mean, we didn't cash the bet. It was like, like you said, I was like, I loved that bet. That was my favorite bet of the day, even after the outcome of getting it wrong. Cause I was like, and there was a couple times that day where it was somewhat chalky, but we had payouts of, you know, five to one at that hit. Um, there was another race. I don't remember or later in that card, even though we were way, it didn't come home, but we were cre- like with a short price, we had, we were getting like eight to one mm-hmm. um, if it would, if the way we played it. So we were playing the tickets in ways that, you know, with the, for that race, it was like, I knew that Jackie was a lock to win. Now, obviously he lost, but it's like, okay, so you're telling me, I'm getting five to one on that executive, basically saying five to one on him to win because I think Cody's wish is the second best horse. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me tell you, like if you're playing, if you if you play this way, it can be unbelievably frustrating. You know, it can yeah. be. There's times like that, but with that race, I wasn't. It was like I never would have picked Cody's wish to win the race. So, and I never would have wasted money to box it because right. I didn't think there was any chance that he could win. So you're just you're bummed that you didn't hit it. Um, and the same thing goes with, like, say, Flightline, the Breeders' Cup Classic. You'll be able to find value there yep. with him over Happy Saver or him over, um, you know, name a horse that's, you know, 10 to 1 plus or something like that. You'll be able to create value. Just like you said, it's so important to go look at those will pays prior. They give you an estimate of, okay, this exact is paying this. This is that, you know, and it gives you an idea. If all the exactors are paying shit, then it makes no sense to play. But if you're getting three, four, five to 1 on Flightline, basically – Imagine if you're getting three to one, five to one on uh, flatline over country grammar again. Well, that's it, not it, bad. Of course not. And, and let me jump in. You said, hey, you'll be able to find, uh, you know, value on flatline in the Breeders' Cup. Well, we can say that with confidence because we've done it twice. We had flatline over Happy Saver straight on Belmont Day in the Met Mile. And we had flatline <laughs> over country grammar straight last time out. So you might look at it and say, well, I, I haven't ever bet this horse because I can't. We look at it and say, well, yeah, you can. You just put him on top. And I think the Happy Saver paid about five, six to one with, with Happy Saver in the Met Mile. And we just said three to one for the country grammar one uh, at Del Mar. Now, I want to be abundantly clear. I'm not telling you 
no matter what race it is, if you see a heavy favorite, play the heavy favorite on top and then play that another horse in second. What I'm telling you is if you like that heavy favorite, that's how you do it instead of just, well, I can't play him. I'll just try to make some shit up and hope to get lucky. There are heavy favorites you want to play against, like a Gaffo would be a great example, right? That Those happen every day. I'm not saying bet the chalk all the time, but if there's ones you like, go ahead and do it. Like the Alabama, another example, Nest won the Alabama, was was like two to five, okay, can't play to win. You could play Nest, Secret Oath, Exacta, and it paid four to one. That's that's what we're talking about. Yeah. It can be hard sometimes if you don't if you don't have a good feel for anyone underneath it. Yes. Um, where you're like, uh, you love Flatline, but you're like, I don't know who can finish second. Everyone can finish second in this race. And so it makes it tricky. But then another that's another way where you can look at the payouts and say, well, if this horse gets it, it's three to one. If this horse is four to one. And if this horse, it's eight to one. You can kind of cat start to get an idea of I can play a Flatline over those three horses or something. Mm-hmm. and get an idea of what your payouts would be like okay if this one hits i would probably you know barely you know maybe make a little money if this one hits you know it balloons you know whatever so it is so um and sometimes it's not a bad idea to be like okay i'm gonna play flatline over epicenter whatever the horses and taba or something and so it's like if the table one hits it's t- eight to one mm-hmm. but if it you know so you have this huge possibility to get a massive amount of value off a flight line with the horse you like, that's a little bit of a price, but you also have that saver in there, you know, where Epicenter and him might may, might might pay two to one or something like that. But at least you make something off of that bet. So yeah. um, there's always ways to create value in these races with short prices. You just have to find them and you have to like get create, you know. Yeah. Like you said, like if you're just blindly betting, like, well, they picked the three, so there's the three bet. There's the two, there's the two bet. You know what I mean? Like you're just betting exactly like, then yeah, you're 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 gonna lose money in the long run because even if those horses win, there's no value there. But that's why you have to look at a race and instead of being like skipping it, try to find value. And and uh, to be clear, you know we're we're saying hey, it's easy. We're not saying it's easy to hit the the, the bets, right? We're saying uh, it's easy no. to look at the bets, look at the probables, and make a correct a correct wager based on the payouts. That's all what we're saying. We're not saying, oh, it's so easy. It's it's so easy to hit a straight exacted. No, what we're saying is you, you, it's really easy to go, okay, this is paying four to one. If I bet to win, it's paying two to five. What should I do? Right. The bottom line is if you make the correct wagers based on the odds, if you're a decent handicapper, in the end, you're going to come out ahead. You may not come ahead that day or that week, but over time, as long as you're making wagers that, that have the correct odds, the, you know, the odds that you should be playing and you, you should be demanding, it, it's going to be fine. You, you could have a run where anything you do, it just doesn't work. And it, that's just the variance of gambling. That's not, you know, but if you are betting two to fives all day to win, well, then you're, you're never going to come out ahead because you're not going to be able to hit enough of them to cover uh, the eventual loss. Right. And I think if you go back and look at the way we not to keep harping on this, but if you go back to look like look at our our bankroll articles and all the wagering guides, you can see how we are, even ourselves have evolved into this. Whereas like we used to be like, well, we're just either you're skipping the race. I don't know. You know, we can't. How do you make value? How do you do that? Or you're playing a horse and, you know, a hundred dollars to win on a two to five. And you're like, well, shit, that's 
that's dumb. You you miss yeah. one of those bets and your your day you're you're playing from behind the whole day. Um, and you can see how we've evolved into like lately where a lot of these big days that seem what, you know, so especially this summer at Saratoga where it's a little choppy, um, and short fields, you, you look for the, you create the value there. And, uh, you know, we were able to, you know, I feel like we never skipped a race. We always looked for a way to, to, to look for them. And I, even that day at the Travers, uh, you know, even though we, we did make money, we did, we had a great day, but it could have been huge with a little bit of luck here and there um, between Jackie's warrior or between uh, getting Mira mission hope Mira Misha home in, in that double uh, to epicenter little things like that. But, but the, what I loved about the, I never felt better about a day because we were like, we we're, it was like, it's like, you know, the day where you're like, you're on the, if you're playing golf or whatever, and you're like, every, you're hitting every shot, the right spot, you're hitting it exactly where you want it. Maybe the putts aren't falling exactly. You know, I mean, you, you miss it a lot of birdie putts, but you just feel like you are just everything you're doing is right. You, maybe your score doesn't show it, like you're missing putts or whatever. But you you feel like everything you did, you're putting yourself in the best position, and that's how I felt uh, that day. Well, we made fifty five dollars on on uh, Travers Day on that bankroll article. Yeah, but like you said, you put we put ourselves in position to make six seven hundred dollars. Like a, a no, or not a nose, but a neck for mirror mission. And then if Jackie's warrior wins, we're, we're making six seven hundred dollars. So. Exactly. You put it. You put it perfectly. Right, Coop. You want to say hi? <laughs> hi. Hey, hi. hey. Can, can you tell Halterman what's your favorite? Uh, what do they say off of that episode we watch on YouTube? Of it? You say it. You know what his favorite episode of uh, The Office is? No. Say parkour. Yeah. Parkour. <laughs> parkour. Parkour. Extreme parkour. Parkour. I was just on last night. Yeah, yeah. He he literally he'll run around the house and jumping on hit the walls with his feet. He go parkour, parkour. So you know what's funny? We do that with my cat because she likes to do the same thing. She'll just run off a wall and bounce off of it. And so we go parkour every time we see her. <laughs> he just dies laughing, and I'm like, I'm so proud of you because like you realize your dad loves this show so much. It's so um, funny. I love so- it. Yeah, yeah. Parkour, hardcore, yeah. parkour, hardcore, parkour. <laughs> I say parkour. Yeah. Uh, parkour. Can you say it? Say it. Say it louder. Parkour. There you go. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to today's show. We're going to preview and get picks for Saturday's $1 million Woodbine Mile. It's a uh, winning your end for the 2022 Breeders' Cup Mile. Then we're going to get picks for two more Challenge Series races the first Kentucky Derby and first yeah. Kentucky Oaks preps. Plus Belmont at the Big A's Jockey Club Derby and Oaks. Hey, can you say, let's go? There you go. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Father like son. They're in the gate and locked up. And they're off in the Rico Woodbine Mile. Saturday at Woodbine, we have a mega, mega day of Breeders' Cup Challenge races. And the, the, the headline of the day, of course, is race nine, Rico Woodbine Mile stakes. It's a grade one with a million dollars for three girls and up one, one mile on the turf. It is a Breeders' Cup winning your end for the Breeders' Cup FanDuel Mile. And, uh, you know, speaking of the Breeders' Cup, this horse might want to come to the Breeders' Cup and get a little revenge. Number five, Modern Games makes his return to the United States. Last time we saw him over here, 
he was winning a race that he didn't win. So he won. Right, yeah, play that back again. He won, and if you go look at the winner of last year, it's Modern Games. But for folks listening, I know, Halterman, you didn't cash a bet on him. I know a lot of people didn't cash a bet on him. You couldn't cash a bet on him. So he's back. Modern Games is back in the United States. Obviously, Applebee thinks, and we'll talk about another Applebee here coming up, this is a, kind of the, the step towards the Breeders' Cup to go back to the Breeders' Cup with Modern Games. Halterman, how what do you how do you feel? What are the emotions like seeing your boy back over here? It's funny, you know, we were talking about how, how odds can drop before the post, and it's like there, there's all different kind of ways you can you can like win and still kind of feel like you lost. <laughs> this was the biggest one. The odds drops in horse racing, this is nothing compared to having every single bet tied to modern games at the Breeders' Cup and losing like I did, uh, having a win bet. And, uh, you know, anyway, I'm not going to get into it. I, I, it makes me uh, happy to see him, but it also brings up nightmares uh, of, that, of that nightmare ending uh, to the Breeders' Cup last year. Listen, this horse is really, really good. That's why did I have everything tied to modern games? Because he looked great coming into the race, his his trainer Charlie Appleby loved him coming into the race, and he dominated it. Even though he we didn't get paid for it, he came back this year. He won his first race out at Longchamp. Listen, he's t- taken on some heavy, heavy hitters since some really tough horses, including Bayou, who everybody yeah. uh, likes to talk about. Uh, it only got beat. Only out. was beaten by less than two links. Exactly, this horse that, and I'm I'm not arguing by the way. Is a super horse. Modern Games was beaten a length in three quarters. Now he's here at the Woodbine Mile. How am I not going to pick Modern Games? I'm going Modern Games in this spot. I think he's going to be awfully tough. Uh, this was to me it was a combination of one. I think he's that good of a horse, and two. I don't. It, it's a it's a deep field, and it's a more it's an interesting field. But there's not any horse in here like, you know, there's not another, uh, you know, Modern Games type horse. There's not a, like a a Chad Brown superstar, you know, that's coming in for this race. It's, it's very, I thought it was very moderate um, in terms of kind of the, the talent level. Now there's a depth, there's a very, there's a, some depth there for sure. And I think Ivar is a very interesting horse um, in here. I don't know that he's quite good enough to be modern games, but uh, it, you know, you just look at like, so since that day where he won, but didn't win, <laughs> Uh, you know, he wins the next time out of group one at long champ, you know, finishes third in the group one, then runs fifth uh, in a group one, all of these races, like still very close races. Um, and then of course, finished second that day in that group one to bad. Like he's done nothing but just run well since we last saw him the breeders cup. And we know that he, you know, we know that he can run over here because he did it. Uh, and the fact that Applebee's sending him over here for this, pre- he wants to prep before the Derby, right? Or for, before the Breeders' Cup mm-hmm. tells you what their plans are. Their plans are to get this horse in the Breeders' Cup and, and run there. So, um, yeah, I think he's he's awful tough to beat here. If you, This is a tip for the Breeders' Cup coming up as well. Uh, listen to all the Charlie Applebee interviews that you can. He's very honest about his horses and who he likes and his chances and and he just gushed over the source last year, and and to have this horse back here, and you said it, they're they're going for the Breeders' Cup. There's no doubt about it. That's why we're inter- entered here. Uh, the other thing is, you know, Woodbine, it, it's it's a quirky place. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a normal turf surface, but there are some differences compared to other tracks. 
but modern games has kind of run well everywhere. And so that really makes you confident that he's going to handle uh woodbine just fine. I'm with you. It's like, yeah, the field's got depth. I think you said it well, but it's, it doesn't really have a superstar in it. Ivar is that horse got third last year at the Breeders cup mile, but you know, he just, he hasn't really ever been able to win a race of this caliber uh, since that first time he did here in the United States in the Shadwell. Since then, he's he's like the type. It's like uh, it runs really well. Yeah, you, you, he exits the race. You're like, yeah, he's good. He's a good horse. But he hadn't been able to really win. He did win last time out at Indiana Grand at $100,000 stakes. I don't know what that means for this race today, though. You know, a horse that I really liked, and I think it's very interesting in here, that I might use underneath, like, I, you know, maybe playing it, like, Talked about how you make money. I mean, I think you can play if you get seven to five on modern games. I don't necessarily hate playing him at seven to five, but if you wanted to create value, how about him over the three walk and knock it? Do you? I think it's interesting that that Mod decided to run her in this race. Um, of course, yes, a filly um, facing the boys here, and you know she's kind of ran in all the big races really this year uh, in terms of for the Phillies. You know, she finished sixth. Um, in the Pegasus, got second to in Italian in the Honey Fox, uh, third to Speak of the Devil in Italian at Churchill, second to Regal Glory, and then came here, Dan Smartly won at Woodbine. Um, and so obviously that gave Mott the confidence to say, you know what, let's run her back in this race here. That was a nice race. I don't know that she's good enough, but she does show up every time, which makes me want to use her underneath. Well, let's look who she's gotten beat to, and you tell me if you think she's good. Uh, not used, but people in the chat, baby. I know you know the answer. Uh, Regal Glory in Italian. Speak of the devil when she absolutely freaked. Regal Glory again. I think yeah. she's got a shot against this group. And you said it got the big win over at Woodbine last time out, going to mile sixteenth, um, shortened up to a mile. But that's where they had been running this horse, and where she was running really well against good competition. Yeah, I think I think uh, she's got a great shot in this one. Yeah, I think uh, you know maybe like her or play modern games over the two three or something like that. I have to see what the the, the you know the will pays are. You know the two's a horse. Ivar, he's a horse that he's a uh, he's a frustrating horse. You know, ran in the Breeders' Cup mile last year and finished third to Space Blues. Me like straight. I mean, he ran a good race and. You know, as a horse that has won grade ones, you know, won the Shadwell turf. Uh, but he's he has trouble kind of breaking through being like a consistent top horse. Now, to be fair, he runs in all the big races and he runs well and runs triple digit buyers most every time and just isn't quite good enough to win. So, you know, you could argue if 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 for whatever reason modern games doesn't show up, um, doesn't run his race or something. You know, Ivar, similar to Wakanaka, is a horse that he, he kind of does show up every time. Mm-hmm. He does. And I, I again, I, I, he is a nice underneath horse. I, I don't know. Let's say Modern Games doesn't run very well. Does that mean Ivar is automatically going to win? I, no, I don't think so. You know, I think he'll be around, but that's, that's about as far as I could get with him. What, uh, what about okay so we'll do this for all well we'll do it for at least this one the juvenile ones are tough but in terms of you know this is your horse this is your horse last year um what about if he wins here modern games which we think we both are sitting here thinking um that he will or should 
what what do you uh what do you think of his chances at the Breeders' Cup you, to kind of uh quote sort of quote unquote repeat? Big shot. Really big shot. This the Breeders' Cup turf mile right now is completely wide open, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm trying to Casa look at who's was yeah, Costa Creed. Yeah, so I, it's not, and there's nobody that you're scared of. So if Modern Games comes over here and looks great, he's got a big shot in the Breeders' Cup. Also, though, any turf race we talk about right now, you hit the pause button and say, look, the Euros, we have no idea who's coming over. Modern Games is a Euro, so he does count as one, but there might be other. What if Space Blues, you know, a type like Space Blues comes back? Pearls Galore is a horse that uh, won the ch- challenge race that's pretty good. Right. So uh, you don't know until you know the, who's coming over from there. But yes, Modern Games is going to be in the mix in a major way uh, if he gets this done today or Saturday, I should say. I keep saying today. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, is Chad going to run Regal Glory in this race, you think? I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I, I think I think that's a horse that loves going a mile, and I think that's probably where she probably fits best. So I would think so. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, this is a race. Obviously, uh, I think we've, we've 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 established that there is a way to make money in this race. Um, but then, even past that, it is a Breeders' Cup winning your end for a big race at the Breeders' Cup with Modern Games. You know, looking like a serious player. Um, in that race as well so look for him to win here Halterman and i both are on number five Halterman wants to actually cash a ticket on this horse modern games <laughs> oh. i've never to this day you know we've we've been to a thousand races and then amazing you know we've seen two triple crowns and we've seen um some epic performances we've seen flat you know all these really good performances and i'm i the it was you know that was just the surreal like 10 minutes that day at the Breeders' Cup when they when they DQ or they didn't DQ, they scratched the horse accidentally. Um, and then said you that you say, Well, well, you know, he's gonna run, but now it's for uh purse money only. And you're sitting there thinking, Well, he better not freaking win. I'll be so pissed. And then he wins easily. And that whole place was booing. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. It was the last race of the day. On, on Friday, and uh, it it really gave people a bad taste of the mouth heading into Saturday for sure. It was bad. It was bad. I remember going back to the hotel and getting on a live stream, and people were tweeting us, "So you got to get live." And my God, we had like four or five hundred people waiting. Um, everybody was mad. A lot of people. I'm not never playing again. And 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 I just told them that night. I don't blame you for the saying that you'll be back, but I don't blame you right now. If you're, if you're saying that I felt that way yeah. too. And you got to also got to understand where we were sitting was right when the horse made the move. Like we weren't on the finish line. We we're up a little ways. And right when he made that move, I, I looked over, I don't remember if it was you or magic was sitting by me. He's like, Oh, he's going to win. And this is going to be brutal. Yeah. it was. Yep. Yeah. You knew it. You're in for a horse like that. Of course the horse had no idea. And, you know, and the owners and everything's like that. And, you know, they, they cashed and never, you know, but for all the betters, like people like Gabe, who like us, you know, we're, we're single to him or we had, you know, like, yeah. And because, because the problem was, is then, and, and someone helped me out, you got stuck with a horse that was the favorite that 
shouldn't have been the favorite. And I, I want to say, I I know you you were on Modern Games. I used him, obviously, but I didn't pick him on top. And the horse that I used, or that my top pick was, I used because I thought he had some value. But he ended up going off as a favorite. I can't remember the horse was. Um, and you're was, like, no, uh, this is, hold on. And you got stuck with that horse. Yeah. If you had, say, Modern Games, you got stuck with that favorite. And that was just disgusting. It was Dakota Gold. Yes, yes, Dakota Gold. Which, Who has you know, trouble like, winning New York bred races? Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you have, and you were stuck with playing that horse as your favorite or your single or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you just knew, like, oh, we're we're yeah, Dakota Gold. There you go. From a tough, it was it was tough. From okay, so uh, most people that are watching, I don't have to say this too because they, they you guys, most likely, if you're watching, uh, blinkers off on Thursday in September, you follow horse racing, but. A lot of times you get people at the Breeders' Cup who this might be the first time they played or might be the first time in six months they played. And so I'm getting emails like, I can't, you, I, how to, like, it was a terrible day. I played that pick four and pick five and we missed it. And I'm like, but they didn't understand what had even happened. Right. Right. Uh, and it's like, well, no, actually, like the horse I picked won, like we got screwed. And they're like, blaming us for being terrible handicappers. It's like, oh, that's even worse. And you try to explain it and it's like, they look at you like, why do I even do racing? And I'm like, yeah, that's, I don't know. <laughs> that's what we're asking too. Yeah. Yeah. It was a horrible day. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing if something happened, I mean, it, it would have still been brutal if like a gate malfunctioned or something, but you would at least could have been like, that's awful luck. But this just like literally was like someone pressed the wrong button. And instead of just doing what everyone in the whole world would be like, we'll just fix it real fast. Like, we'll just put it back and let them, you know, like, let's fix it and give them another five minutes to bet. So the, you know, whatever, and then run the race, the last race of the day. Instead of just doing that, they just said, Nope, it can't do it. It's the only time I left a racetrack where I feel like I legitimately got screwed. Right. Like mm -hmm. we always say if it's, if it's a DQ or, or, the bad yeah, ride screwed. or that horse's drug, you know, things we say, but that legitimately felt like I got screwed that day. Time for Up Fire presented by BetPTC. Bet with Racy Dudes at betptc.com and get a $200 new member bonus. BetPTC, enter promo code DUDES, D U D E S, and get your $200 new member bonus. That's betptc.com. Uh, bet with the dudes. All right. We got two more challenge races for the Breeders' Cup to talk about. We've got an Oaks and a Derby prep. That's Kentucky Derby, Kentucky Oaks preps at Churchill Downs. And then, of course, we'll go to Belmont at the Big A. But let's stay here at Woodbine Hallsburn for race seven, the Patterson Summer Stakes, grade one, worth half a million dollars for two-year-olds going one mile on the turf. Breeders' Cup winning your end for the Breeders' Cup juvenile turf. Talking about that juvenile turf of last year. Uh... Hopefully they can figure that things out for this one. Uh, looks like Applebee's got another runner. Uh, mysterious night, the six to five favorite Applebee Buick teaming up again here. Will they kick things off uh, before we get to modern games later in the card? I feel like mysterious night's going to be awfully tough. Went in a group three race last time out, looked pretty good. Never has really run a bad race overseas, you know, hit the board in all five of his efforts. Uh, he looks awfully tough. I think this is going to be a really tough horse to beat. William Buick coming over to ride. I think that's always important when you see that as well. So I think Mysterious Night's going to be tough. I do want to mention the number three appraise, though, for Chad Brown. That's what I've gotten second. Really interested in the stretch out and distance. Last time out, 
he faced tough horses in Oxymore, Nona Hudson. If you remember that race uh, at Saratoga, it was the Skidmore Stakes. That was a tough spot. Also, Private Creed was in that race who came back and ran really well and won at Kentucky Downs uh, last time out. I feel like that was a loaded race. I feel like stretching out in distance should be good for the number three appraise. So I like him as well, but I don't think he can beat Mysterious Knight. So one three for me. Yeah, I I don't I didn't personally understand the the two to one on on uh, the six. So I'm hoping that horse gets some money because I, I think the one is uh, is the pick here. I mean, it's hard to go against Appleby and Buick when they bring over a horse, especially a two year old um, that's you know been running well overseas. Like you said, won a Group Three last time out. So that really you could argue this is uh, a, a, at least is a, ver- a, a horizontal step. Um, for the horse and I agree with praise I he you know really ran the stretch out's gonna help but ran very poorly in the I want to say poorly I just needed you know it was either a tough race but you know ran poorly compared to the horse's debut Um, so the horse hasn't been bet in either one of his starts so that that was kind of the concern for the three uh, moving into a race but the fact that Chad Brown has entered the horse here um is interesting i think but the one for me and then more than anything i just like that i don't know that there's a lot of other than that three who's shows some interest i just don't know this is like the greatest of fields so i I just think the one just from a class standpoint should be much much better than all all the rest of these so um we'll see you know if appleby (laughs) will appleby and buick and uh godolphin have a have another horse in the uh wouldn't be shocking um in the juvenile turf uh, this year at the Breeders' Cup. We'll see, but we're both on number one, Mysterious Night. All right, let's go to later in the card after the Woodbine Mile. Uh, race 10, the Johnny Walker and Thomas Stakes, grade one, 500K for Phillies, uh, two-year-olds Phillies, one mile of turf. So it's the Philly version. Breeders' Cup winning your end for the juvenile Phillies turf. And a field of eight uh, lines up here. Two to one, a Carol Consort. Uh, your one horse there and Wicken Wickenheiser, your three to one. You know, I, I'm gonna give this to you, Halter, because this was a weird one for me because it just felt like it usually these races have, you know, there's no Chad Brown, and it is it feels like a local race. You know what I mean? These are all a lot of local trainers, a lot of local guys, Cassie and Atar, and all those guys like, but yet it's the Thomas. So how did you approach this one? Are you going horse for course or any kind of quote unquote new shooter here? Yeah, I thought this was a weird race for sure. And I'm going to go a little bit of a price. I'm going to go with the uh, six to one shot here and the number five Adora on top. Uh, look, I remember back when this horse entered the Shiler or Skylerville stakes on the dirt at Saratoga, there was a comment and Cassie said, well, she's more of a turf horse. Why the hell is she here? I didn't get that, you know, and she didn't run a step went to run on in a in the stakes last time out which is kind of the prep for this at woodbine first time touching the turf it was catch a glimpse stakes and got second beaten two and a half i think the stretch out today to the mile is going to help i just think second time on the turf is going to help you said it it feels like a local race give me the one of the best local trainers ever at woodbine with mark kazzy i think this horse is ready to roll today I think she's going to run well. I like the six to one price, so I went with Adora on top. Well, I mean, I, I don't, I can't. That's my pick, so I can't add much oh, to geez. what you said. Yeah, I know. Awesome. Hey, <laughs> hey I love it. I, you know, I, I didn't have the odds last night when I was handicapping this, and uh, you know, I didn't expect to be the favorite, but 
I'm lacking the six to one. Um, you know, for a horse that, when you look at Carol Consort, is two to one. And yes, this horse did beat Adora last time out, but it was a good race. And and Adora was closing, going now is going longer. And it was only the first start, like you said, for Adora on the turf. So you got, you know, now you're getting six to one versus two to one. Like that's much more uh, appealing to me to play this five, who's got a lot of upside here. It was a big purchase price. Obviously, Cassie, they have expectations for him or for her. You know, ran well on debut, went straight to the Charlottesville, didn't go well at all. Now back on the turf and runs really well. So to me, they're like, okay, the turf race is it. This is what we're going to do with her. And I think she has a, a step up here, really. And going out, going longer, I think is right in her wheelhouse. I hope we get six to one, dude, because I think she is totally going to run her race. And it, it helped me out too with like Wickenhauser. You know, this horse got beat by Adora last time out, but it's three to one versus six to one on our horse. I don't know. I don't understand the odds at all. I have no idea. I, I maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have an answer. <laughs> Well, hopefully uh, we can get one by here uh, with the, with the odds, and they can bet these other horses because you and I are both on the five horse at six to one. Adora. All right, let's go to Churchill Downs, our favorite track. They're not on the turf, so that's 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 <laughs> encouraging. They're on the dirt. Uh, race nine on Saturday, Churchill Downs. Is Iroquois Stakes Grade Three with 300K for two-year-olds going one one sixteenth miles? And you heard me. It's a Kentucky Derby Prep race. Ten four two one. For the 2023 Kentucky Derby, the road to the Kentucky Derby, road to the Kentucky Oaks officially kicks off this weekend with the Iroquois and the Pocahontas. Villa 9 shows up here, Halterman. Damon's Mound, the three horse versus number nine, Echo again. Is it one of those two for you, or are you uh, going to try to be both? I'm not going to try to be both. I, I, I was uh, super impressed with Echo again's debut. I'm super, super excited to see what this horse can do next. Um, Listen, the Iroquois at times, not every year, but at times can kind of produce a weird result. This is like the unofficial start of the two-turn races. And like you said, this is a Kentucky Derby prep race, which is incredible to think about. But yeah. now it's where we kind of separate the sprinters from the routers. And we, at least we start to. And, and so Echo again, can he get the two turns? My goodness, no reason to think he can't. Gun runner out of a tap at Mare. Oh, I know. I really liked Echo again on debut a ton I got to back him here. I have much respect for Damon's bound, but I have to play Echo again on top in this spot. Yeah, this is uh, <clears throat> this one to me. Like Echo again seems really, really talented. Um, that race was got a 94 buyer on debut. Just, you know, really they went fast, but then when Santana really kind of got asked, asked him, it was like it was close for like half a second. Like, oh, here, this is gonna be kind of a good race here down the stretch. And then he asked him a few times, and that horse just whoosh, was gone. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this horse wants to go long. Um, Echo again, I think, is the most likely winner. I'll, uh, I picked against him for the pure fact of trying, although it's gonna be based off these odds. I did not like the seven to two on the six, Jace's Road. Um, I think this horse is interesting. Um, but I'm in need of every bit of that seven to two in order to try to beat Echo again. I, I'm assuming in my mind, I'm like Echo again is going to be like six to five. Um, so if Jace's road can be like four or five to one, I think that makes the horse a lot more appealing. I just like the way that horse won 
on debut at Ellis Park. Now, didn't get the buyer, obviously, the Echo again, Echo again did, none of them did. Um, but one by six and a quarter, really just, you know, stock the pace, which is what you're going to have to do here. You're going to have to be close enough to where you're not asking too much to do for these horses going long. One, I, you know, you're going to have to like going long. He's a quality road horse. I think he will. Uh, and the horse was quick, you know, even though they was not quite on the lead. They ran 22.45. They ran a 109, um, uh, almost 109 and four there. So the horse was quick on that race. Now, it was Ellis Park. It wasn't Saratoga. There's plenty of upside, I think, but you just don't know how good the horse is. Uh, but big purchase horse, big purchase price. Seems like this horse is going to like to go long. So, you know, I, I like the six kind of tracking the nine uh, a little bit and and seeing if that, if you know, if the nine doesn't have it or doesn't have what he did in six and a half um, going to mile 16th, I like the six to make kind of pull the upset up, pull the upset off. So he's interesting. Uh, you you get those type of horses like this in this race that it's like, yeah, that horse looked pretty good. Could take a step forward type. And, and you know, you said it and it's definitely a race that I, you know, that I've been fortunate enough to, to make money off of weird results. And I've also been scratching my head afterwards because <laughs> I totally was wrong. How the hell did that horse win? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's definitely one of those races. It's so early course and you, you know we're like you said it's, we're figuring out these horses want to go long nines he nines the the, the play right he, he definitely has the biggest upside he's very appealing horse has the, has the look of a horse that's going to be like epicenter you know like you're going to be that horse we'll be talking about a lot you know in you know march and april of next year uh but for this race i'm gonna try to beat him so i got number six jace's road Kevin B says, "Has Irko been a productive prep?" No. <laughs> let's look. Let's just while we're uh, while we're still here, let's just we'll pull up the yeah major general. Nope. nope. Sitting on go. Nope. nope. Dennis moment. Nope. Kiro <laughs> cat. Nope. I made a lot of money on Kiro cat. Yes, you did. Uh, the tabulator. Nope. nope. Not this time. Good sire. Um, yeah. Cocked and loaded. Nope. <laughs> I, well, name a horse out of there. Uh, keep going. Astrology. Yeah, none. That's rough. A couple of those horses were, were good. Well, Harlan's Holiday was a good horse. <laughs> and I would argue, I don't know for sure. Let's look at, I don't remember what last year's field looked like, but like if, it, if there was like also, you know, um, Stellar Tap. Uh, no, that was not a good field. No. You know, sometimes you have a race where it's like, you know, they didn't run well, but in that race but they were pretty good you know later in the year as three-year-olds or something um yeah not the case <laughs> zero mid uh who won who was carol cat that year carol cat beat somebody decent i feel like i could be wrong about that. tight 10 but he didn't do anything after that uh now not this time to one. not this time would have been if he hadn't gotten hurt he was pretty yeah. good Looking at Lee, of course, finished. Uh, what did he finish? Second or third in the Derby? Yeah, second in the Derby. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's to answer your question. No, it is not a productive race. It's not a productive race for the All Star Rands. It's just, it, it you know, and I, I'd, I'd like to go back and see, you know, how many of those horses even were in the Derby. You know, that won this race, and it's very few. Right. 
So it, it is tough. It makes, I mean, it makes some sense. It's 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 September, and the Derby is in May of next year. And, you know, yeah. a lot these horses aren't um, the really really good ones aren't even considering, um, you know, the mile sixteenth yet. You know, so it's just kind of, uh, yeah, it's that bad, Kevin. <laughs> it's not good. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go to the race uh, later in the car, the race eleven. Of course, we're, we're going to talk about the Derby. We'll talk about the Oaks. Race eleven, Pocahontas Stakes, Grade Three, three hundred K for Phillies. Two year olds going to one, one and one sixteenth miles. Uh, Phil of twelve lines up here. So you're, I mean, maybe they're not the most productive races, but man, you're getting uh, you're getting some bettable races here, trying to find value, and this one is is all over it because you're you're looking at four to one. Nine to two, five to one. Those are your like. Those are your like low prices. Uh, those are your favorites. You know, like so. Who is going to be the favorite, and who's going to win this thing? I don't know why Grand Love wouldn't be the favorite of this race. I, I'm pretty high on this horse coming in coming into the race. Another uh, Aspen horse that's only been one turn, but by Gun Runner out of a Grand Slam mare, so the, the horse has you know the pedigree to go long for sure. You look at the speed figures, at least on time form, Grand Love stands out in a major way, uh, even more so than Echo again. Grand Love has a ton of early speed, should be on the lead. I got to go with, with Grand Love. I really wanted to kind of come into this race and take a price, but I'm not like, hey, speed figures are everything type of guy. But when I see a huge standout, it's hard for me to go the other way. And I see one here. So yeah, I got number five, Grand Love in this spot. So I'm hoping that, from my bets, anyways, that Grand Love or that Asprey doesn't win the Iroquois, but he does here because I am on number five, Grand Love. And I'm with you. Like, he may have, or she may not have had the performance uh, in terms of like the numbers um, that uh, Echo, Echo again had, uh, but that race was as similar as you can get for a two year old. And when I'm looking at the buyer standpoint, she got an 84 buyer, by the way, for that, which is really, really good for a two-year-old filly. Um, the second highest buyer of the field might be like 20 points behind that. Somewhere in there, 60. There's a 63 for South Juan. Uh, yeah, 68, two back for a shoplifter. Um, 68 for Naughty Gal, two back. But so, yeah, they're literally 20 points worse than any of these horses i i don't know how this horse is sitting there at nine to two i hope we can get that i i love grand love too man i i think this horse just has a ton of speed really fast none of these horses are fast enough to run with her early so kind of just you know if if the horse can can get the distance i it, they're going to be playing uh yeah i think the 11 just a warrior that's going to get take some money being a justify horse two for two uh, you know but i just there's no way you're getting 92 on number five. I mean, I'm thinking like, like nine to five yeah. or something even, Honestly, even lower. Yeah. Yep. It seems like, especially if if if, Eric, if uh, Steve wins the Iroquois earlier with the horse, his horse, like this horse is gonna be pounded, another gun runner. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you, number five, Grand Love. That's my my pick as well. Let's go to the BAQ. What do you say? Let's do it. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Uh, all right, let's go to Belmont at the Big A. That's right. It's not Belmont. It's Aqueduct. But it's Belmont at the Big A. Race 7 on Saturday, the Jockey Club Oaks Invitational, grade 3. 
700K for Phillies. Uh, <clears throat> three-year-olds going one and three-eighth miles on the turf field of six. We got these short fields in these. Uh, field of six here. McCulloch, your four to five favorite. Seven to two on Totsom Bell and four to one on Beside Herself. But, you know, all things go through McCulloch here. Uh, didn't quite get the job done last time out, but did the prior to that. So thoughts on McCulloch. Are we on or off her here? I'll go McCulloch. Yeah. I kind of have to, I think. It sucks. Like, I I just, I can't get this horse right ever, but she looks like a winner in this spot. I don't really like the, the, the European shipper as much here. I I just think McCulloch looks like the best horse in the race. Yeah. You know, there's no with Moonlight. With Moonlight, of course, beat her last time out. You know, she finished, it wasn't like she finished off, she finished second. Uh, ran in all three legs here. Will will have ran in all three. Won that Belmont Oaks. The mile three eighths, I think, is the biggest thing. I think this horse wants to go long. Being a, you know, a Frankel horse, I think this she just you know go long with her mile three eighths is right up her alley. Uh, you know, a little bit shorter last time. I don't know if that made the biggest difference. I know it made a big difference with the moonlight. They acted like, um, but you know, won't last in, on in, at the Belmont Oaks, but a mile and a quarter. To me, this horse, the longer the better. So, McCulloch, you know, just it's a, it's another one of those cases where what's it's, she seems like the best horse in the race, and I don't know who I'm going to use to beat her. You know, that's yeah. I, the six, I guess, is interesting a little bit, but the numbers just don't match up with the one in any, any way, in my opinion. No, they don't, and <clears throat> I just. I don't know. I, I just couldn't go against her. I, I thought about, uh, you know, taking a shot and get real crazy. Take the two. Take a chance there. And I was like, yeah, you're not going to do that. That's dumb. So, we'll see. Well, we're both on number one, McCulloch, to get the Jockey Club Oaks. All right, let's go to the Jockey Club Derby. Race 10, Caesars Jockey Club Derby. Grade three, $1 million for three-year-olds going one and one and a half miles on the turf. Field of six. Halterman lines up here and we get the rubber match. This is kind of, a, you know, even though it's a small field, you get the rubber match with Nation's Pride and Classic Causeway. Classic Causeway got the best of them first. Nation's Pride turned the tables next time out. And now you get the rubber match. The mile and a half distance to me, Halterman, just points at the three. But what are your thoughts? Well, here's the problem. <laughs> Who's going to run with the one early in this race? I know, but that's, I said that too. And I almost picked the one for, because of that, but no one ran with him in the last race either. Yeah. I'm thinking the mile and a half is going to be a difference maker. I also think the three last time out sat a little bit closer. And I thought that was a huge key. That was but huge. Yeah. Who's riding that three this time? <laughs> well, surely he learned a lesson from Buick last time. Hopefully. Right. It's a lot of bad signs, right, though, because Detori got this. Let's make no mistake. Detori got this horse beat in the Belmont Derby, okay? And last time out, he he ran like he, he should have ran, and, and, and he should have won both those races, but he, he was dominant in the Saratoga Derby. I go Nation's Pride. I think he's a better horse than Classic Causeway, but don't think that I'm not worried about the pace situation and the jockey situation, because I am, because I've seen it happen, you know? So that's a worry. Well, you know, in the in the Belmont, he had him, you know, 
seventh, ninth, well, ninth place and seventh place to way back. And then last time out, Buick had them just there right, right behind, you know, the, the front leader, you know, with being classic Causeway. And when he kicked home the pro, you know, the thing is, it's like, I'm with you. The difference is number three, nation's pride. He'll go long. He wants to go long. Classic Causeway, I'm not sure he wants to go this long. You know, mile and a quarter he wins. Mile three sixteenth last time out. Um, you know, he faltered a little bit. Can he get the mile and a half? That seems dicey to me. But if no one's going to run with him, and if Dottori's adamant to just keep him in last place, I mean, come on. Like, you got to be – to me, you have to be right there. If you just can kind of – I mean, literally, be right on the one, right off of him. He'll win. Like I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be close if he wins. Because I do think he's a much better horse than Three Nations Pride. But uh, yeah, the, are you are you are you do you like him enough to single Nations Pride, or are you worried more that you're not about Class I have Cosmo? not. I have not looked through the whole sequence yet, as far as trying to put that together. But I feel like he's probably a candidate Nations Pride for a single. And that is scary. It's just going to dictate if I can find anything else. You'd like to play them both, but I really think Nation's Pride is probably going to be a single uh, for me. Uh, you know, like I said, I haven't, haven't worked it out yet. Though. I didn't ask on the last one, but I will for both of these here. Like, they're not Breeders' Cup races, technically, but, I mean, they're three-year-olds on the turf. Do you, you know, whether it be Nation's Pride or, I, dare I say, Classic Causeway or McCulloch, um, are any of those horses that... Breeders Cup caliber that you would be interested in using? I mean, Nation's Pride, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I'm not at this moment for no. I would say no, but yeah, if, if one of them really kind of freaks, possibly, right? Um, but at this moment, I'm not overly excited uh, about any of these. Not you know the Churchill ones. I am excited about both those Aspusen horses if they look good for sure. But here, probably not. Uh, the thing is, like, they have the numbers, you know, for the turf, they don't have a ton of options for the three-year-olds, right? I mean, and they're, they're going to have to face the big boys or the big girls um, if they're going to try to run in the Breeders' Cup on the turf. And I haven't seen enough from these to, like, yeah, will they maybe run in the Breeders' Cup? Probably. But are they good enough to, to win? No, I don't think so. Not from what I've seen so far from these three-year-olds. So, you know, because like you say, you have to go to the turf, you know, the mile, which you talked about earlier. Like, you know, you mentioned, of course, you know, modern games. Can Is Nation's Pride modern games? No. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, that's that's tough. So, yeah. t- tough for, for, you know, what they're going to do with them. So, we'll see. But for this, for this race, we're both on number three, Nation's Pride. Please stay close to Tori. <laughs> So all the time we have, check us out at racingnews.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our handicapped products page. Get the Get Racing News premium button at the menu at racingnews.com to learn more. Remember, we are your destination site for all free horse racing picks to all the major horse racing tracks. We're on Twitter at racing underscore dudes, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find all episodes of Blinkers off by visiting our podcast page, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the places you listen. Uh, of course, our YouTube page as well. Just go to youtube.com slash racing dudes or just search racing dudes. Make sure you like these videos. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. Make sure you hit that notification button so we can get, you know, you get alerted when we do go live. We have a ton of content in this next couple months leading up to the Breeders' Cup. So much content out there. So make sure you go like and subscribe on our YouTube page. 
Uh, Halterman, what uh, so we got a big game tonight? We got the uh, the NFL halftime shows coming up uh, with uh, Slim and Samich, but the game, dude. Chiefs, Chargers at Arrowhead. Wish I was going to be there. Can't make it. Uh, but uh, I mean, I it's it's got to be a great game for you because you guys get to watch two of the best teams in the league, you know, sling it back and forth. But for me, I'm a, I'm I'm already getting nervous. It's going to be a tough game for both teams. I I'll be honest, I don't have a strong feel who's going to win tonight, one way or the other. I think it's it's pretty even. I think, you know, Allen being out does help the Chiefs a lot uh, and probably swings it in their favor if you want to take them. But it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. This is going to be a tough game. We'll see. I, I, I uh, My bet from the game was uh, uh, Mahomes and Herbert are going to combine for four and a half, uh, over four and a half touchdown passes because I do think these quarterbacks are going to play well tonight. But it's going to be a tough game. What's the uh, let me pull it up here? What's the what's the official number right now? The uh, Chiefs are four point favorites. Four and a half at Bet MGM. Mm. Um, minus two hundred on the money. Fifty four on the over under. That seems that seems low. I don't know. Could take the over there, but. Uh, yeah, I just don't, you know, because it's tough because I don't think the Chargers looked particularly great last week against the, the Raiders. I thought that game was kind of ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Chiefs, even though they annihilated the Cardinals, how what they they might be awful, you know, like they kind of looked like it. Yeah. Um, your boy Kyler, man, there's some issues going on over there. He looks like he has he's not watching a lick of game film. He looks awful. He, he gets he gets back there and he just hikes it and he's just ready to like he's not looking at the coverages he's not looking at like who's coming. There's I saw there's one time where he, he he's like we're clearly blitzing. He's hikes it and the guy comes flying around. And it's like dude, you, you gotta do anyways. He just seems like he like it was the game was over real quick last week. So it just kind of makes you wonder how the Chiefs looked like they were all, you know in midseason form, but uh, this th- this game here is gonna you know prove that so. I would, I would be afraid. Uh, I'm not afraid. I would be, I would take it as a sign of caution because I think the Cardinals are awful. Um, but on the flip side of it, they made them look awful. <laughs> like the Chiefs yeah. just murdered them. They were sharp. They didn't make mistakes. Um, so there's a lot of good signs of the Chiefs too. But tonight, will I think will tell us a little bit more about the Chiefs. And I I, I think that, you know, I'm not going to be shocked if the Chiefs do it and do it easily tonight, but definitely the opponent's better tonight without any doubt. I think that, uh, I think, not that this is like a huge leap, but uh, I think that Mahomes is a huge candidate for MVP this year. I think he's he's got something to prove. And I know that realize you say, well, how? I mean, he's he's... He's won the MVP. He's won the Super Bowl. He's won the Super Bowl MVP. Like, what does he have to prove? He, you know, but like, he's one of those guys that every he listens to everybody that's talking about how well they're not going to be as good now without Tyreek. They're not, you know, he Tyreek going out and saying two is the most accurate quarterback I've ever played with. Like, just like you know, he's out there thinking I'm going to hang, I'm going to hang sixty on every team I can. Yeah, like he, he's taking these games like so. It's uh, I I feel like the the, the 
I saw they, I think it was nine different receivers. I believe the number was last week. We had we threw we threw two, mm-hmm. um, four different guys uh, scored. It was just very distributed, which makes it tougher if you're a fantasy guy. But it, he, you know, having no Tyreek, but having the Juju and having uh, MVS and having Hardman and having you know Clyde and Kelsey and you know, all these guys, Sky Moore and all. I mean, there's a ton of it's they're all over. And so it makes it tough to figure out who's going to score, but he's got options all over the field. And yes, uh, he does. Uh, and I think, I think the big key is that just that he, he spread the ball out really, really well. And I think that's going to be a key all year. You, you don't have that guy that you really have to focus on. And so now, Hey, we're going to, and they've done a good job. They've got him a lot of different options, but that was a problem last year. They didn't really have those, those, you know, secondary options where now they have them. So, I thought they looked awesome. Listen, you know, and if you watched the sports show last year, you know, you you guys, if you watched it, you know, I thought their biggest problem was themselves. I thought they acted like assholes last year. I thought they they acted cocky, and, and I don't think they prepared quite how they used to. I saw a very focused team for week one. If that continues, I think that's going to correct a lot of the problem. And maybe they had some lock. Maybe you know, maybe Tyreek was a locker room problem. You know, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes either. Right? Yeah, you, you definitely. I think it, it's. I think it's very possible. Like you get into a rhythm where you're like, well, we're basically automatic in the Super Bowl, so let's just kind of roll through these games. And uh, now you're like, wow, people aren't aren't even picking us to win the division. You know? Yep. Okay. All right. You know, so, uh, you know, good luck to everybody that picked Denver to win the division. So <laughs> that was, that was fun. That was yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so <sighs> take the chiefs, of course, can't wait for the game. Um, by the way, I got to do like, how good has Cooper been this, this show? He's been good. He's like been I almost forgot good. he was here. He came in and said hi. And then that was it. So yeah. So fantastic job to Coop. He might be asleep in there, or he might be coloring on the walls. So we'll see what. So Kevin B says he needs a live stream if the OU Nebraska game is close this week. I have a feeling it's going to be close. I have a bad feeling about that game. Just saying. Is that in, is that in Nebraska? Yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling that you fire the coach and it's like rally against, you know, rally for the new guy. And and they, I think they're going to play really well. And I don't think like if you're a coach in Oklahoma, it's like, how do you convince them that that's going to happen? Like they lost to Georgia Southern, you know, like they suck coach is what they're saying down there. And it's like, Oh, that's a dangerous situation. So hopefully OU plays well, but I, I don't know. No win. Don't worry. They might. I don't think they're going to lose, but I bet it's closer than you think it is. I'm not expecting a blowout. What time is that game? Eleven o'clock. All right. It's early. What I like about OU, they play unless it's like unless it's prime time. They're always on like eleven. Yep. So they're like one of the first games every every day. So they're usually eleven or seven. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. That two thirty kick. Usually we don't see that. Yeah. Well. How's your, uh, how you feel about your Heisman, your Heisman candidate? I don't think he's a Heisman candidate. <laughs> I know you don't. I know you don't. That's why I asked it that way. 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, by, look at the shoddy, by the way. So they play this weekend, my alma mater, Missouri State. Yep. Um, they've had, they had to deal with them. They've played the last couple of years. But yeah, so they, and people don't realize this. Petrino, man, he gets, he, he's coming back home. He's going, that's the first time he's been back to Arkansas since, uh, since the whole debacle of the Arkansas days. So that'll be kind of interesting. Um, and Missouri State, let me like I, they're not gonna they're they're not gonna be Arkansas, but they're they're so much improved than they have been over the course of the last several years that Arkansas has played them. So he's turned that program around. I mean, he's a great coach, but he's obviously interesting guy. Yeah, I think that's gonna be an interesting game because of that. I also think it's interesting. Uh, you know, nobody's ever been able to win at Missouri State. Nobody. No. And dude, let me tell you, like, yes, that Kevin, that's that's the same guy. Yeah, uh, he has changed the program. He's changed the environment. People go around town talking about the Bears game. I, you know, I've gotten to. I mean, it's my all matter. I was when I was there. I didn't give a shit about the football games. You know, yeah. I'm like now. I'm like I'm wanting to go to games. So and yeah, they're they're good. He. Nobody, and they've tried every type of coach at Missouri State, and nobody's ever been able to win. And then they get him, and they're good, and they're really good. And they've had former Division One coaches in the past, and they haven't been able to get the job done. So, I heard you. Uh oh, there he is. Hey, I was just telling everybody how good of a boy you've been during the show. You've been so good, and now we have to go, and we're gonna yeah, pick up college from school. Yeah, he's been good. That's good. Good job. Yeah, well, you know, it's been a basketball school for many, many years. Um, they, they, especially women's, they're really good. But uh, yeah, the, 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 and people don't really like the football stadium at, at Missouri State is awesome. It's huge. Yep. You drive by it, you're like, my gosh, they must have a good program. Nope. There's no reason why they shouldn't be really good. No, I know. And so now they kind of um, are. I mean, they're, I would, they're, they're, they're very good. I mean, they're not great, but they're good. Yeah, well, all things considered, where they were oh. to be in a forgotten program to like you wonder why they're even we even have one. Yep. To Petrino coming in and you get you're getting you're getting like guys that are being recruited, you know, yep. like that they want to come there, guys that are eventually going to the NFL. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's definitely turning around. So, yep. Uh, so yeah, I'll be uh, let's be honest, I'll be ready for Arkansas, but it'll be fun to watch Petrino. <laughs> Uh, back home. All right, I'm Jared Welch. He's on Alter. Make sure you guys, uh, obviously, you know, you're gonna be watching the game. Make sure you tune in for the dudes who bet um, halftime show. Huh? Yep. Can you say goodbye? Bye. Bye. Any thoughts? Who, who's your favorite horse? Who's gonna win tonight? This weekend? Who's gonna win? You think? Who? You tell me. I don't know. Just five. Yeah. <laughs> Justify could the Just you know where is Justify right now? Yeah. Is he at the farm? Yeah. Yeah, is he what's he doing? Making babies. Making babies, yep. <laughs> 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 what? His butt. In his butt? Oh, babies are coming out of his butt. So there you go. <laughs> Justify's having some babies too, it sounds like. Out of his butt. There you go. You've heard it here first. Stud. Uh, Justify has some babies that are running this weekend. Yes. Say, say what you want. Here. Talk. Hi. Hi.
Are you having a good day? <laughs> Any questions Please. that you'd like to answer? Hey, who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Mikey. Mikey? Yeah, why? Angelo? Yeah, he's cool. Because he likes to eat what? Pizza. Yeah? Yeah, I like to eat pizza, pizza too. And what does he do a lot? Toots. Toots, yeah. What does. about what about Raphael? You like him? I like him, too. Yeah, he's kind of a you dick. like him, too? What Aaron like? Huh? What Aaron like? Well, what is Aaron like? What do you like, Aaron? Um, I like Leonardo. Ooh, the blue one. Yeah. I said I like Leo. Yeah, Leo. He like Cohen. Cohen likes Leo too. So there well, you go. Because Cohen and I are smart. You you like Donatello too? <laughs> what? You you love Donatello too? Uh I don't like him as he's my least favorite one. He just has a stick. That's kind of dumb. <laughs> Raph is my favorite. Raph was always my favorite, huh? Raphael's, a, they made him mean in the movies. In the new ones, he's kind of a jerk. I know. Yeah. The old ones, the old ones are funny. He's like, he, uh, he's yeah. like kind of, you know, he's yeah. a little why, serious. But the second ones, he's like. Why don't we go like Donatello? Why do people not like Donatello? Yeah. No respect. I know. Because he's purple, I guess. I don't Maybe know. Parker was Donatello. Parker does. Wait, yeah. is Donatello a nerd? He's not a nerd, is he? Is he the smart one? You know, Donnie's a nerd, yeah. Oh, okay. He's like the guy that wears the glasses and the new ones, anyways, and like uh, it's all like creates all the Mikey. inventions. Oh. Mikey has glasses. And, and yeah. Oh, okay. Well, what about Shredder? Right. Ooh, what do you think about Shredder? Gary? He's not nice. What about Splinter? So, so the boys asked me a question, and now they don't. They've never watched the actual show but they do know the name so don't i'm not a bad parent ish but uh who would win in a fight halterman shredder okay or vecna uh, vecna would win that was my answer too yeah because he's he's got like superpowers and he's he's really mean shredder's sort of mean vecna's really mean what do you think Vecna's scary. Vecna's scary. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's scary. really scary, for sure. I don't think I don't think Shredder. I mean, Shredder can't handle the Ninja Turtles, so you know I don't know how he's going to handle Vecna. Yeah. No. Well, there. Yeah. Yeah. We. Yeah. We're. We agree. Vecna's scary. Yes, he's very scary. I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Mean, yeah. We and nobody. Kevin, we just do the. We just do the best we can, yeah. Kevin. You know. So that's right. You just uh, you, you every day you're like, well, probably should have done that one better. Probably shouldn't let him watch Jaws, but we do. So <laughs> <laughs> it happens. But Jaws is scary. That's Papadou's favorite but movie. Jaws is scary or not? Jaws? Do you think it is? No, I don't think it's that scary. No, either. it's good. Yeah, it's a good movie. All right, let's. Uh, actually, the viewers are it's increasing, so this is obviously what people are wanting to see, and not. <laughs> Not what uh, we calling each other. Get on there. Kids on there today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll believe this. They have kids on there. All right. <laughs> on a gambling show. <laughs> say, all right. Here's what I'm trying to say. Say, he's daddy. Say, he's daddy. Say, on the mic. Say, say, I'm Cooper. I kid that. He's daddy. He's daddy. He's Aaron Alterman. 
Good luck this weekend. Say it really loud. I'm dead. What? Say good luck. That was it. Good luck. Perfect. Perfect. All right, guys. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com. Your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes first. 